taking your knees before the Lord and just, just express your love to the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Just begin to, just begin, to, just right now in a room full of people, begin to find that quiet place alone with God and just begin to express your love to Him. Lord, we love you and we thank you, Lord God. Lord, we, we say in this song, Lord God, that we love you and we will never stop. It's because of your love that, Lord, you never stop for us. And, Lord, we just thank you tonight, God, for that love. That love, Lord God, that endures, Lord God, that love is that is long-suffering, Lord, that is patient and kind, oh, Lord God, that does not think evil of us, Lord God, but you are there to help and embrace and, Lord, lift up. Father, we thank you for that love tonight. Tonight, I want you to pray for Trina Smith's niece. She's in desperate need of a touch in her body. I want us to pray for Ukraine tonight and all of the victims that have been tragically, the families that have been destroyed and the property that's been destroyed and the lives that have been lost. Let's pray against this atrocity right now. Let's pray right now for the for the hatred and this spirit of anger that's causing people to get on subways and start shooting people. Come on. Let's begin to pray. Begin to intercede right now, church. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, we pray, almighty God, that the light, Lord God, would illuminate in this dark world. Lord, we know that the principalities and powers, Lord God, the watchers and the, Lord God, they are not stronger, Lord God, than you. And Lord, we pray, oh Lord God, to the God that is above all gods. And Lord, we pray right now that, Lord, that you will stop, Lord God, this, this onslaught of this madman, Lord God, against this country, Lord of Ukraine. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus for, Lord God, the rescue and the salvation of souls. I pray, Father God, for those persons that are displaced tonight, that, Lord, that they would find a refuge in you. Father, I ask in the name of the Lord God that you would cause a great and mighty revival to sweep through Ukraine and Russia, Lord God. Father, we ask it in your name. Lord, we pray tonight, Lord, for the victims, Lord God, upon the shooting, Lord God, in New York. I pray, Father God, for this spirit of anger, Lord God. Lord, this spirit of violence, Lord God, this spirit of murder, Lord God, to be broken in our country in Jesus' name. Lord, let the sons and the daughters of light begin to arise and bring, Lord God, Lord, the healing virtue of the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ to our land. Lord, we lift Dana, Lord, Trina's niece, Lord, before you tonight. Ask for a miracle, Lord. We pray for those that have lost property, Lord God, and Lord, the family members that have lost loved ones, Lord, during the tornadoes yesterday. God, we pray, Father, that, Lord, that you would reach down, Lord God, right now and restore, Father God, what has been lost. And, Lord, we magnify your name. Lord, we need you tonight. Let the glory of your grace, Lord God, penetrate our hearts. Lord, we look to you, our soon-coming King. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, give the Lord praise tonight. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, worship team tonight. You guys did a fantastic job. Thank you, guys, media team. I want you to take your Bibles with me and go over to Luke, the 10th chapter. As you're turning there, I want to say a, a very special thank you to all those that came out and helped yesterday. And we did it without rain. Praise God. So we thank God that... We were able to, uh, to, some of you are thinking, what, what did you do? We hosted the North Texas Food Bank, and uh, uh, record numbers of individuals came yesterday. Had, we serviced 321 families. That's over 1,200 individuals. And so, and 
we're going to take our missions offering at the end, but I, I just don't want to forget this. I got to tell you, last week you stepped up, and we were able to sponsor ten uh, adult challenge students as they went to men's retreat. And you know the number of men that came to the Lord Thursday night? Ten came to the, know the Lord. Twenty testified that they were baptized in the Spirit, and so we just thank God. Don't you just love that that instant, uh, uh, the the instant uh, uh, results of what happens? Uh, this Saturday, folks, mark it on your calendar. Uh, Bibles and Burgers are going to be at Graham Park. They're celebrating their uh, their yearly uh, anniversary, and that's going to be from noon to three. Also, here at the church, we're going to have a a time with the with the kids bring your grandkids your kids come on out uh, we're gonna have bounce houses and face painting and uh, lots of different games and then they're gonna serve lunch and all this is gonna start at 11 and so come on out Saturday and enjoy a good time it's gonna be a, a candy hunt we're gonna have a great fellowship or a great time with the kids also uh, mark on your calendars if you'd like to be involved in the marriage enrichment that's gonna be that class starts on the 24th during the live class hour, and that's going to be in room 402, which is upstairs. And what am I missing here? Golf tournament coming up April the 29th. If you don't have your team together, just grab a, a team, come as an individual. We'll put you on a team, and uh, it's going to be a great time raising funds to send kids to camp. And so you don't have to be good. We'll just take your money, okay? It's going to be a, also May the 2nd. You may not have seen the advertisement on that yet. Rebecca and Denzel Hood, it's going to be a Monday night. We're going to serve a meal at 6, and we're going to have a service at 7. And uh, Rebecca's going to be sharing her heart about the ministry in Amigos de Fe in Puebla, which we will be planning on going back again this year. Amen? All right, let's look here. Uh, to the word of the Lord. Let's look in Luke, the 10th chapter, Luke, the 10th chapter, and I want to begin reading in the 38th verse, Luke 10 and 38. Now, the title of this message tonight is Frustration Free. Anybody need to be frustration free? Is it a fairy tale? I don't know. Is it possible? We're going to find out. But I, I believe if we'll put our faith and confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ that all things are possible. Amen? Amen. Frustration free. This may not be maybe one or two people in here. If that one or two persons are in here and said, now I need that, just give me an amen right now. Amen. Okay, there's more than one. All right. All right. Let's look here in Luke 10. Father, I, I I ask, Lord, earnestly for revelation. Lord, even in the midst, Lord, I, I just sense and know, Lord, that this message, Lord, is very pertinent to the hour we're living. Lord, I'm praying tonight, Lord, that you would, even in the midst, begin to anoint. And Lord, let me get out of your way and let your voice be heard in Jesus' name. Amen. Look here in Luke 10, verse 38. It says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, they being the disciples along with Jesus. That certain village was Bethany. A certain woman named Martha welcomed him, Jesus, into her house. She had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet 
and heard his word. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Since any sibling rivalry going on there? Therefore, tell her to help me. <laughs> any of you siblings ever gone to mom and dad and say, tell them to do what I said? Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that part, which will not be taken away from her. I want you to look here as we, we see the source of Martha's stress. And we kind of empathize with her. She, as we look on the surface of this, we'd say, yeah, I might be frustrated too. Notice it starts out by her welcoming the Lord Jesus Christ into her house. Kind of a big deal, isn't it? I'm going to invite Jesus and his 12 disciples into my home. I welcome them, and I'm going to host them. And so I'm sure as Martha is wanting everything to be just right, and we're, we're just assuming that she's getting ready to prepare a meal. But the Bible says that she is distracted by the work. She's cumbered. She's anxious. She's burdened. But word distraction there, which also means cumbered or burden, it means literally, it means to be dragged in different directions. She's pulled in all of these different directions. Well, she's hosting someone, a very important someone, and it is, the, the, the work has overwhelmed her. I want you to take note of the scene that she, she's looking at here. Martha's working hard to make Jesus welcome, which means she's got 13 extra mouths to feed that day. There are 26 extra feet she's got to wash. Come on. Now, we know according to Scripture, she's got a, she's got a brother named Lazarus, and she's got a sister named Mary that's mentioned here. So there, there are going to be 26 place settings at the table. This thing's not just going to do itself. My son-in-law thought they had a self-cleaning microwave. Because he would go and open it up, and it's like, man, this thing is clean. Stays clean all the time. Hannah said, it doesn't clean itself, honey. <laughs> Somebody got to do it. But see, she's got... 26 plates to set out there's 26 napkins to fold 26 spoons 26 knives 16 just want to make sure you're listening <laughs> we're multiplying the crowd we're speaking evangelistically we got extra i got stuck on the feet let's start over 16 places to set because you got the 13 disciples and you got the three that live in the house that we know of 16. Wait, let me get my shoes. I didn't take my shoes off. That's why I lost count. Okay. Didn't see my toes. So, she's here making sure the table's set. 
making sure the napkins are folded, making sure the centerpiece is there. I don't know what they're going to have. Probably lamb and mutton, potatoes. I don't know. Somebody's got to peel the potatoes. Somebody's got to boil the potatoes. Somebody's got to cut those potatoes up before they get boiled. Somebody's got to go fetch the water from the well and bring it into the house. Somebody's got to boil the tea. Somebody's got to go slaughter the lambs and, and dress the lambs and roast the lambs and set the lambs on the table if that happened to be on the menu. Somebody's, she's got to make sure that she is a good host. No, wait a minute. Peter is lactose intolerant, so we've got to make note of that. No, wait a minute. Thomas, he's got a gluten issue, so we've got to make sure he's accommodated. Wait a minute, Andrew decided he's a vegan. We can't serve him. None of that happened. That was all just embellished, okay? But she's in the process of having to prepare this meal, and in all accounts, she's doing it by herself. We have a little bit more empathy towards her, do we not? We look there, and she's overwhelmed by the task, and she's working, and she's working, and she's working. But here's Mary. Mary is doing nothing. She's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Tell her. Mary's inactivity. Go tell her to get up and help me. Don't you care what's going on? Now, I believe in hard work. I believe when there's work to be done, let's get it busy and let's get it done. I had the insulation business for a little bit, and it wasn't a big one. I just do jobs here and there, and it kind of supplemented our income. But part of this in, in insulation, we would have to blow insulation in the walls, and it was a whole process. I needed three or four guys to do it. You would have to put insulation in a vat, blow it through a hose. It came out wet. You put it on a wall. You scraped the wall down. You picked up the remain. You carried it back to the truck. And this just went on and on. He had a guy spraying, a guy scraping, a guy loading, and a guy carrying the bucket back and forth. So I was the guy carrying the bucket back and forth because I wanted to make sure the truck was going to run and the wall guys were doing what they need to do. And I would be the one dragging the trash can, giving it to the guy, and he would dump it into the hopper, and he'd run back up. But when you started a job, you didn't stop until you were finished. Because it was such a process to getting the right, the right flow that you had to keep it going. And so my guys just jokingly began to call me the warden. Because they felt like I was on there, they were on my chain gang. Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't let up. One guy dropped his cell phone, we scooped it up and we blew it through the hose. <laughs> It's stuck in a wall somewhere in a new construction area. But we were not stopping until we were finished. And that's kind of the way I, I, when I tackle a job, I'm like, okay, everybody get their job, everybody get to where they're going, and let's get this job done. Go, 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 go. We'll talk when we're done. So sometimes I turn into warden mode. So I understand when you get busy doing stuff working hard so here's Martha and she's working hard and she's frustrated because Mary is not helping see as we see Mary here all of a sudden her frustration about 
her assignment, her, her frustration about her assignment goes from the busyness of what she's doing and now she's looking at Mary and Mary's the source of her frustration. Or at least she thinks Mary is. So she starts attacking Mary. If you'd get up and do something, I wouldn't be so stressed out. If you would get up and just help me, then I wouldn't have all these troubles. Let me just say, leaders, when your answer to the problem is everybody work harder, the problem may not be with the people, the problem may be deeper inside of you. Because a lot of times we hear from the pulpit down to the pew, the only way we're going to get this thing done is we got to work harder. We got to work harder and harder and harder. And that's the answer, just to work harder. But Mary is one who has chosen to set at the feet of Jesus. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? So we see here, Mary's in a, she's in a frustrated situation. And so she goes to the, the go-to place, and I don't know why we go there. And you don't have to raise your hand, just raise your pinky if it's true. How is it when we get frustrated, when we go to God, we point at him and say, why don't you care? You know what I'm saying? What happens when you get stressed out, when you're really stressed out, and you're pulled in a thousand different directions, people are driving you nuts? You're overwhelmed with burdens? There has been a barrage of burdens in the last two years. Burdens have flooded in in unprecedented measures, and I'll, I'll talk about some of that Sunday, hopefully encourage you to get us all out of the grave. But here is Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, and here's Martha, and, and she says to the Lord, don't you, don't you care? Tell her to get up and start helping me. She has left me entirely alone. Tell her to get up and start helping me. It's funny, as I was reading the other story about Mary and Martha and Lazarus, when Lazarus had died, you notice scripture never gives Lazarus a voice. He, he doesn't say anything. We hear Mary's voice, we hear Martha's voice, but we don't ever hear Lazarus' voice. He, he is, as, as, the scriptures don't give him any voice. We see his presence, he gets up out of the grave. But what you see there is, is whenever they were there at the grave, Martha is the one that ran out and met with Jesus. See, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Now, most believe that Martha was the eldest. She was the, they, they believe she was the oldest and that she was a widow and Mary and Lazarus lived with her. That's, that's, what, the common, that's what the historians believe. But she's got that firstborn mentality. They administrator. We're going to get things done. You're going to do what I tell you to do. And you're going to do what I tell you to do it. Now she's here. And she goes back. And the funny thing is, and, and I hope I'm not reading too much into it. I'm just going from what the text says. She said, the teacher's looking for you, Mary. But it doesn't say that Jesus was actually calling for her. See, I don't know if Mary had a little streak of rebellion in her. 
Because the only way Martha can motivate her is if she had the Lord on her side. Just little notes there. I'm just just observations as I look at the Word of God. Because sometimes the greatest frustrations you face is with rebellious people. I know you don't know anyone, but I got some mirrors in the bathroom. You can go, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. There's some, there's some, I'm just not going to do what I'm not going to do, and I'm not ever going to do it until I want to do it, and I may never want to do it, so I'm just not going to do it. Lord, tell them to do what I told them to do. Frustration. You know what frustration means? Problems that have no solutions and hope that it's been deferred. You know what I'm saying? Problems that don't have solutions. That's why I don't believe in, in, in getting caught up in this world's, uh, uh, world's philosophy and uh, all of the news that's coming across. Let, just trust me, not all of it's true. And you get sucked into problems that have no solution. And it does nothing but frustrate. What do I mean by hope deferred? It's whenever you have hope and you're wanting to move in a direction and you're wanting things to change and you're wanting individuals to grow and you're wanting, you're wanting, you're wanting, but they absolutely, emphatically, radically decide, I will not change. Anyway, that's just personal frustration. We're not talking about that tonight. We're talking about being frustration-free. Say, come on, preacher, get us there. I need it now. So here is Martha, and she's questioning God's concern for her. God's concern. Do you not care? Was that not the go-to place where the disciples were at whenever they were in the midst of the storm? They woke Jesus and said, don't you care? Don't you care that we're about to perish? See what happens, we get, we get our, we're shifting in the wrong direction. The Bible says, casting your care upon him because he, what? Casting your care upon him because he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, that's the next verse. The adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. How does he devour us? With cares. He, he devours us. He, can't, he doesn't physically devour us. He doesn't open his mouth and swallow us. But see, if he, if he accuses us to the Father, don't you know he accuses the Father to us? And he tells us, that God doesn't care about you and if he can keep us convinced that God doesn't care Lord you don't care do you not care I'm questioning your care because I'm so frustrated and the people this this person in the house is supposed to be helping me it's her job to help me she is not helping me she's sitting at your feet but she should be up working because the only thing we're gonna only way we're gonna get this thing done is if everybody in the house is working I don't know, Martha, maybe. Maybe it's just your attitude. <laughs> maybe it's the vibe that you're putting off, Martha. Maybe it's that 
martyr mentality you have and you're driving everybody because you're going to get it done. I know you've never met anybody like that. I know you've never been that way yourself. I think we've laid the groundwork for frustration. But see, if the enemy can convince us that God doesn't care, there'll be no casting of care. If we're convinced that we serve a God who's really only interested in being hosted if I'm working hard, if I'm in the house working hard, then God's going to be, that's what's going to please him. It's going to be my hard work. And I'm going to drive everybody else and make sure they're working hard. Because that's how we host the Lord. See, Mary did something different. She did what a woman was not expected to do in those days. It wasn't because of God's pushing her back. No, it was culture, religion, that said she should be up cleaning. She shouldn't be sitting, listening to the rabbi, the teacher. But you see, that really bothered Jesus. To break the, the traditions of men. And so he called Martha out as she was trying to rebuke him. Come on, you've rebuked God before, you just didn't know it was a rebuke. Maybe you weren't shaking your fist, but you were you had it in your heart, you were shaking your fist. <laughs> God, why are you making all this stuff happen? Did I not do this? And am I not doing that? And did I not do that? And don't I deserve this? And God, I, I took out the trash and I wiped the dirty diaper. I, I, I did all the housework. I did this. I did that. I, I blah, 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 blah. Come on. Let's get real. We get to the place. It's like this. It's, we work hard as... In our culture as Americans, and because we're supposed to be rewarded, and that's how we get rewarded by working hard, I'm not forsaking the fact that you need to put in a hard day's work. I'm not telling you that. But when it comes to your right standing before God, no matter work in the world is ever going to make you right before God. So Mary is here, and she's sitting at the feet. She's not working, she's resting. And she doesn't get rebuked. Martha gets called out. Martha, you're worried. You're full of anxiety. And you're troubled. That word means bothered. You're bothered about not one thing. You're bothered about many things. I, I venture to guess that the list would run right out the door if I started writing single space on a piece of paper the amount of many things that might be present in this house because we're people and we live in a world and we just we could roll the scroll out like a like a carpet into the street and beyond of all the frustrations that we may face right now today but I love the simplicity of Jesus approach 
And he said, there's just one thing that's needed. Frustration free. How do we get there? There's just one thing. There's just one thing. And Mary has chosen that better part. One thing that is needed, that word needed means necessary. Hear me, church. If you haven't tuned in till just now, hear me. There is one thing that is not only necessary, it is a necessity in order for you and I to walk free of frustration. Just one thing, that one thing, don't you love the word of God? Psalms 27, 4 and 5, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. You want a you want a plan? This is your plan. It is to seek this one thing that you may dwell in the house of the Lord. And in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. The Lord told the rich young ruler as he was coming looking for something he couldn't find in all the in all the wealth and all of the standings and all of the religious moral code he came before the lord jesus and he said what more what do i lack and the lord said to him you still lack one thing sell out distribute to the poor you'll have treasure in heaven then come follow me what was he telling him to do forsake the God that you're really serving which is money forsake the God that you're really serving which is wealth forsake the God that you're really serving because it's only about your standing in the community that you're interested in forsake all of that and you'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me brethren I do count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching toward those things which are ahead I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus mm. frustration free how do we deal with frustration now this is going to be the most complicated part of this whole message. I'm going to give you three or four things to help to walk frustration-free. The first is this. Stop what you're doing and ask the Lord what you should be doing. I know that blows you away. That was like top-level theology, wasn't it? Stop and ask the Lord. See, the flaw in Martha's perspective was this. She automatically assumed that Jesus was more interested in filling his hunger of his belly than he was actual hospitality of a relationship. See, she automatically assumed because she invited them into the house uh, that there must be a meal prepared and it's got to be a certain way and you don't just, uh, don't uh, cut those potatoes in wedges. They got to be cut in squares. 
No, we don't quarter up the lamb. We slice it off just a little at a time. Don't you know these things? The fork and the knife go on this side, the spoon on there, and the dessert fork's in the front. Oh, I forgot all about dessert. Come on. We get so wrapped up in our doing and we don't know. Just stop. See, because her perspective was this. They're coming in the house, surely. Now I know the disciples, they weren't born again yet and they weren't spirit-filled yet. So yeah, they might have been driven by their stomachs. But Jesus said, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word. Jesus was there and he's got an ear. See, you can have a voice. Hear me, church, you can have a voice. I learned this ministering across the seas. You can have a voice. But until you have an ear to receive, you have no voice. Until someone is there to receive. See, Jesus is there, and he's got a moment where he's got people that are interested in hearing. And there's nothing more rewarding that could cause the, the anointing to flow deeper or richer than when you have a receptacle to pour it in. When you go begin to dig out the ditches, and you're waiting and anticipating on the flood to come in, and you're not restricting God as to whether it be the rain or the river to fill up, and you're just saying, God, I, I want, Lord God, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm longing, oh, bless Blessed are they that hunger. Blessed are they that thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I don't want to just be filled. I want to be overflowing. But in the filling part of it, I want to make sure that my desire is such that, God, you can fill me up. Because the Lord is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And I want to be rewarded by the Lord, not because of me, but because I want him. So here, she automatically assumed that she must be busy about preparing the meal when what Jesus was interested in is providing the meal. Sharing his heart. And maybe who knows, he might have broke complete tradition and said, Hey Martha. If you'd have chosen to sit here, we could have all got up and set the table. We could have all got out. I got some guys that do some barbecue, blow you away. They just go out there and take care of those. You get some guys that can't, they're not too good in the kitchen, but get them on the grill, get them to get some fire, especially something they killed. Man, they're ready to go. See, Martha, she got so caught up everything else going on around her that she didn't stop and ask the Lord what he wanted let me ask you in the midst of your frustration right now just to stop don't assume just stop and ask God what do you want from me in this moment and so he look here and I'm gonna give this to you quickly because I've run on a little longer than I expected I want you to look here Galatians 2.21. Galatians 2.21. Now, in the King James Version, it says this, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ died in vain. Now, as we look at that, that word frustrate, many translations say I don't set aside. That's what that word means. But if you allow me just a moment, I'm going to say this. 
because of righteousness. See, if we're looking at that this story on the basis of her in there working, trying to host God, trying to please God by the, by the work that's sitting in front of her, what is she doing? She is frustrating. She is frustrated in, her, in the midst of her work. And that's what happens to you and I. We get frustrated in the midst of the work because we're, we're trying to please the Lord by our busyness. We're trying to please God and, and find validation in our doing instead of our being. Amen? So what happens here, if you'll allow me just a moment, we see that the frustrate frustrating the grace of God I like what the King James says if we want to uh, to stop the frustration we've got to replace that frustration with God's grace we gotta we gotta replace the frustrate with grace we, we've got to take the stop just a moment and say god is this really in the midst of all of this business the chaos uh, all of the demands and the commands and everything that's going on uh, and 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 here and there and being pulled in all different direction uh, wait just a minute let me just stop lord and just ask you is this what you want me doing right now now i, I know there's a lot of things that need to be done and we'll get those things done but i, I can't do it with my own strength let me let me just let me just fall on a, not my mic nor by power but by my spirit says the lord let me just take a moment and speak to this mountain oh grace grace be thou removed oh let me just recall what the word of the lord tells me it is by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourself least any man shall boast i want you to know if we are getting weary by running with the footmen how in the world are we ever going to keep up with the horses grace but see if we don't think he cares for us then we're not going to cast our cares upon him but if we know he cares for us and that we're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ then we're going to stop what we're doing and say wait a minute I'm stopping the frustration I'm taking my eyes off the people I'm taking my eyes off the problem and I'm just going to say Lord I claim grace in this circumstance and when I start to feel like I'm earning I'm gonna start turning back to grace. Does that help? Does that help? So what happens, the simplicity of this message, stop and ask the Lord what he wants. Martha had the perspective that God would be pleased if I hosted him this way, but what he was really interested in was imparting his spirit, his spirit-filled words of life, the true bread of life. He came to serve the meal. He came to lay before them in the presence of their enemies the very word of the living God. He was leading them to lie down beside in green pastures and there to drink of those uh, wonderful steel waters amen verse of scripture that came across today and I'm gonna close with this Jesus said in one of his last conversations with his disciples he said peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you Remember what he called Martha out? He said, you're, you're worried, full of anxiety, you're afraid, and you're troubled. Now, Jesus says here, he never gives a command, but he doesn't give us the ability to accomplish. Amen? It, it's never a carrot on a stick. 
It's never reaching and reaching and reaching and reaching. I think Andrea pointed that, that out on Sunday. Three crabs tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. You show up to the crab shack and you walk in and say, where's my crabs? They're tomorrow. Then you show up the next day and you say, where are the free crabs? They're tomorrow. See, many times we approach God and it's always that mentality, tomorrow, tomorrow, that God gives us command, but he doesn't give us the ability to perform that command. He says here, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Martha, you're troubled. Martha, you're afraid. I say to you, my disciples, the Lord is saying, let not. Who has the authority over your heart? Jesus and me. Let not. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I told you Sunday, and I'll keep saying it until I get it way beyond our head into our heart. See, if you can hear a lie, child of God, you can hear the truth. If you can feel anxiety, you can feel peace. If you can feel frustration, then you can feel the overwhelming joy of the fullness and the completeness of the living God. And he has given us authority to say, let not. So how do I stop frustration? Shut the door. Stop answering the call. Every time frustration knocks, you don't have to open the door. You say, go away. You like my son-in-law, Mike, and whenever he has company at the house and they've stayed too long, he goes back into the bedroom, he puts his robe on, and he walks back out and starts shutting the lights out and say, okay, folks, it's time to go home. <laughs> there are just times where you're sitting in the room and say, frustration, it's time for you to go. Right there's the door, and if you don't get out fast enough, I'll help you a little bit. You see what I'm saying? Just get on out the door. You got those unresolved problems? Put them in the feet of Jesus and go on. Amen? You got to hope deferred? Don't worry. He is hope. Just keep hoping in him. But see, we have the ability, church. If you don't hear anything else, this is what you need to hear tonight. You have the authority over your heart, your mind, your body, and your soul. Your past is not in control of your future unless you allow it. Your joy is not in someone else's hands. It's yours. Your victory is yours. But see, no one can initiate your faith. You have to initiate your own faith. All, any minister of the gospel, any brother and sister in Christ, any other child of God, any other parent or grandparent, they cannot give you your faith. All they can do is encourage. All they can do is share the word. All they can do is share their experiences. 
but you have to initiate. You have to choose. You have to decide whether or not you're going to believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're going to have to believe that everything you have was given to you at birth. Everything that you need is already there. You have to initiate it. And if you don't initiate it, it's not the fault of the people in the room not trying to keep up with you because they're not the ones you need to concern yourself with. It is your heart, your situation. It's your personal responsibility to say, I will walk according to the will and the word of God as he reveals it to me. I will initiate my faith in the day that I'm living. I will step up to the challenge that God puts in front of me and I will trust in the grace of Almighty God and I will believe so frustration I'm not frustrated I'm excited amen I'm not frustrated I'm just filled with the joy knowing that I don't have to be frustrated let not your heart hmm Maybe that's why Paul said, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer with supplication, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to say, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are noble. And he goes on to say, if there's any virtue whatsoever, think on these things. Wait a minute. I've got authority over my thoughts. Yes, it's a revelation. You can decide. You can continue self-sabotaging. You can continue alienating and separating. You can continue to destroy the relationships around you or not. Your choice. Your choice. You might have been born in a house and lived and endured dysfunction, but you don't have to be dysfunctional. Oh my God, church, this is good news. This may be the best news you heard all day. You've been watching the news. You didn't get any good news today. I'm giving you some good news. In fact, it's not even, it's not just you, it's him in you. All I'm choosing is for him to have his way. I'm asking the Lord, you can pray this for me, and we'll just go as long as I can take it. I'm, I mean that. Sometimes you ask things in God, and I don't make it too hard. You can just pray that way for me, and I'm going to pray that way for you. <laughs> Uh-oh. Before I say this, who will pray for me? All right, suckers. No, I'm just kidding. I've been asking the Lord to do this. I want him to reshape my faith. I want my faith to re reshape me. To where when I look, I see him. When, when I'm faced with a challenge, I don't go to me. I care nothing. I, I go to him. I, I want to reshape. I want God to reshape my faith. And in the process, I'm anticipating he's going to reshape me. So who's going to pray for me? Okay, I'm praying that over you. There's just going to be a reshaping. There's going to be a reshaping. See, the faith we had before the pandemic 
needs to grow into the faith, grow beyond that into the faith we need today. Getting into my Sunday morning. But hear me. We had an anointing before a pandemic. But God's got a new anointing for a new day. See, there's been, a, there's been a lot of frustrations that have been keeping the church distracted. Been pulling here on political parties and pulling here on, 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 on vaccines and pulling here on crisis and pulling here on economic, pulling pull here. And we've been pulled in so many different distractions uh, that there is such frustration in our hearts uh, that we just, we, it, it just it's mind-boggling. The Lord says to his people, his disciples, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Whew. That's good news. That's good news. You mean to tell me I can have peace? Oh, yes. How do I get this peace? Oh, just reach up by faith and receive it. Oh, you mean to tell me I, I don't have to be frustrated every day and people don't have to annoy me? That's exactly what I'm telling you. How do you get it? You do it by faith. You do it by, by replacing whatever it is that's bothering you with grace. And you're doing it by shutting the door of frustration and saying, no, you're not getting in my house anymore. Let me tell you, if, if CNN, Fox News, and all the rest of it, I'm not telling you to crawl in a hole and bury your head. Maybe you just need to do a news report once a week and not every hour of the day. Being informed is not, is, is not just having it pumped into your spirit 24-7 and wondering why you get so distracted because we spend more time doing this than we do doing this. Amen? <laughs> See, it's not saying to you you're trying to earn this. It's a reconditioning of your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Whew, let me hear more of the Word of God. Let me soak in the Scriptures. You know, you can pull up apps, uh, and these people with these little whispery voices, uh, they start telling you about, uh, uh, start reading the Word of God out loud. We started doing that. Uh, and so, not just that, but, uh, but, uh, but put, a, put a Bible app on your phone. Uh, instead of doing this, uh, start reading the Word of God uh, on your phone. Uh, get, download version, version uh, and, and, and start looking at the Word of God. Start reading the Word of God. Start going into the Word of God. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, you're going to begin to sense. Uh, see, because Mary chose that one thing and that one thing changed everything it's the one thing folks that God is asking us to do not the multiple thing just do the one thing and you'll have strength to do the other things stand to your feet I've kept you long enough I feel the preach coming on late in the service praise God I think I could go another hour if you had it in you but come on lift your hands to the Lord lift your hands to the Lord Oh, God, we want that one thing, that one thing, Lord God, that one thing, Lord. I want you with all honesty right now to say, I surrender, I surrender the frustration. Come on, well, some of you needed this more than you needed your next breath. Some of you felt the words, even as I was saying it, you thought your spouse came talk to me before service. I promise you they didn't. 
you're right now in that place and you're just like you've been so frustrated about many many things and the Lord said I just need you to do this one thing just sit at my feet and let me empower you with my word I'm calling you to a new day said the Lord but I there is a power that I will impart if you are hunger hungry you shall be filled says the Lord if you are thirsty I will feel you says the Lord Lord we come against tonight ever distracting discouraging frustrating spirit Lord God every Lord God voice of lies Lord God that are there to thwart and to stop the truth of your word father in the name of the Lord Jesus I pray a release of the anointing a release of the anointing if you want it begin to receive it father I pray a release of the anointing of God Lord, we had an anointing before the pandemic. Lord God, we need a greater anointing now, a greater revelation, Lord, now. We cannot live on yesterday's bread, my God. We need fresh manna, Lord God, today. Oh, merciful and mighty God, ever, Lord God, distracting spirit, Lord God, every frustrating spirit, Lord God, we refuse to allow in our heart. Lord God, we're not looking at the faces of men and women. We are looking, Lord God, understanding that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But, Lord, our battle, Lord God, is with against principalities and powers, Lord God. And, Father, by the authority of the word of the Lord, we render them helpless, Lord God. We render them useless useless, Lord God. We refuse, Lord God, to involve ourselves in that, Lord, worthless activity, Lord God, of anxiety, Lord God. Oh, Father, we are, Lord God, closing the door to being bothered all the time. Oh, merciful God, Lord, we come before you, Lord, and we will not let our heart be bothered. We will not, Lord God, let our heart be troubled. Lord God, we believe in you. We believe in you. Lord, you have made a room for us, Lord God. You have made a room for us, Lord, that we may occupy, Lord. And Father, we sit and rest, O oh Lord. And Lord, we close this hour, this day, Lord God, with this, this earnest prayer. Father, reshape our faith. Lord, I'm asking personally, Lord God. All just aside, Lord, I'm asking personally, Lord. Lord, reshape my faith. Reshape my faith that, Lord, it's attached entirely upon you, upon your righteousness, your goodness, and your mercy. Now, Lord, bless, Father God, as we go from this house. The ushers are going to be at the back. Tonight, as we close, we're going to be lifting up Adam Fogelman's sent a prayer request. Anybody knows that guy? All right. Um, there's been widespread flooding South Africa, and he asked that we would be praying. The missionary team are doing well, but it's the outlying areas, the churches that need prayer. I've seen a news report the Philistines have had the Philistines, Philippines have had. Uh, Y'all listen closer than I expect. I didn't, pick up the <laughs> the Phil <laughs> Philippines have had uh, <laughs> some flooding as well. So let's pray, uh, let's pray tonight and continue to pray each time for Ukraine, Russia. Father, just to begin to lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for Adam and Alicia and all the missionaries they represent in the urban tribes in the Durban area. 
And Lord, Father, ministering, Lord God, in the, in the fastest growing, growing urbanization, Lord God, nation, Lord, of, of Africa, I just ask, Lord God, that you would continue to bless and protect. Lord, we cannot even begin to fathom, Lord God, the loss, Lord, and as, as creation is groaning, Lord God, in these mudslides and, Lord, the, the flooding, Lord, I just pray, Father God, for restoration of life, those that are missing to be found. I pray, Father, for the gospel to go forward, and, Lord, that we would use this as an opportunity, Lord God, to reach out on your, your behalf, Father God, to reach the souls that are in need. Lord, I pray you'll bless the offering tonight, the gift and the giver, Lord, as we continue, Lord, to seek after what is upon your heart, and that is the harvest, Lord God. Lord, you saved us, God, because you want to, to save generations, Lord. You saved us, Father, because you're interested in nations, Lord, and nations are our purpose. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, let this gospel be preached to every nation in the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you tonight. We love appreciate you. Uh, be back here Saturday morning prayer, 714, and uh, Saturday's event uh, starts at 11 here at the church. Breakfast at 930, uh, Sunday morning. God bless. You are dismissed tonight.